Welcome to the Ceiling is the Roof podcast. My name is George. I'm known as the British Tar Heel on Twitter, and I set up ceilingistheroof.com during national lockdown here in the UK. The idea was I just wanted to talk about Carolina basketball to anyone who would listen, and it's kind of blown up from there. I've been speaking to Tar Heel fans from across the globe, as well as former UNC players who are currently playing overseas. This podcast is going to be an interview with those players, as well as conversations with those fans where we chat about all things Carolina basketball. Make sure you follow on Twitter at British Tar Heel. Make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel because I've got a lot of interviews planned for this offseason with players from overseas. And also check out the blog at ceilingistheroof.com. This is the first episode. It's the introduction episode where I'll be chatting with one of my best buddies who I coached with at Carolina in 2015. We're doing a bit of a season recap. I hope you guys enjoy it. Go Heels. So this is the first episode. It is actually years in the making for... Uh, both of us to actually do this we've been saying we'll be doing this for years um this is my pal who i met in 2015 when we were coaching together at carolina at the carolina basketball camps in chapel hill and yeah he's doing amazing things in you're in raleigh right now yeah guys uh yeah i'm currently in uh, raleigh north carolina but uh from gastonia uh, north there we carolina, go. It's 704 gateway to gastonia as they say on snl <laughs> so yes it is chandler corwell how you doing are you good i'm great george thank you for having me on heels fans excited to be here uh like you said we've been uh trying to make this happen for years uh yeah. we've uh, kept a, a great uh outstanding friendship and uh uh, and Carolina basketball is what brought us together, and it's what has brought us here today, man. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful day. Uh, definitely a, a strange but exciting time to be a Carolina fan. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, question marks and, and uh, some um, some things that we're not really sure how are going to play out, but I think we're all <laughs> optimistic and excited. And, uh, yeah, like every day, man, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. Always always i love that hashtag honestly i literally search that hashtag daily just to see it it's really i think some people literally tweet that hashtag every day and that's it's a nice little some people ask for their it's blessed to be alive some people it's good day to be a heart tar heel so no it's good (laughs) mate no thank you thank you for coming on um we've got lots to talk about obviously the past few weeks at unc has been crazy and we've deliberately not had our facetime catch up so we can actually speak about it on here um so there's a lot of stuff that we need to talk about so yeah let's get to it so how much of the season did you get to watch so this year 2020 21 season one of the weirdest seasons in basketball that we have had how much did you get to watch what do you think of it um, I, I have to be honest, I didn't get to watch quite as much as I uh, normally would. Um, unfortunately, uh, I work night shifts, um, and uh, that takes me away from a lot of the games. Uh, and um, uh, b- but I would I would make sure if, if it was on a particular station, I could come back home and, and rewatch the game started at a different time. I do that with all my Hornets games and uh, and uh, other sports that I follow. I'll just watch the replay. Uh, so I tried my best to do that with uh, with Carolina basketball. Uh, it didn't always happen, but uh, we got we got the majority in. If it if it took a YouTube recap, um, then so be it. But uh, I got it in. Uh, it was definitely a weird year, uh, a lot of ups and downs, and just when you thought the team was kind of turning the corner, they'd go and 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 drop a, a one that a real head scratcher, if you will. Um, but uh, I think I think 
all in all, they, they salvaged the season. You know, there was a time we didn't think they would make it to the tournament or we were just weren't sure uh, getting in. Obviously, that uh, round one exit first in Roy Williams' career was uh, uh, pretty disappointing to all of us. Uh, you know, it was a tough draw, but you kind of just always, you know, not even with a pen, you just a uh, pencil, you just grab a pen and move the heels on to the second round just because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, there was a lot of things to like, uh, some some disappointing things. You know, if you want to go into uh, names and calling people out, uh, we, uh, we could do that. If we want to keep it respectful, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll keep it respectful. We'll keep it respectful. That's the, that's the Carolina way. <laughs> I think just with this whole year, it's just been such a trying year. Uh, I feel for the players, for the kids, man, uh, you know, your college kids, they want to go out and celebrate Franklin Street after beating Duke. Uh, I know that's not exactly what happened, but, you know, they shouldn't, you know, they're, they're kids and they, uh, you know, this is like the best times of their lives. Instead, uh, you know, Carolina basketball, which is, uh, is so precious to us, they're asked to sacrifice so much in their personal lives uh, just to be able to, you know, to be eligible to play. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I know that's tough. Um, you know, I certainly want, wouldn't want people when I was their age, I certain, certainly wouldn't want people telling me what I can and can't do mm. on a, uh, you know, when it's not breaking the law or, or anything, but, you know, we are in a, a global pandemic and, and still are, I know things are getting a bit better. And, um, uh, you know, so hopefully, uh, the, with, the, with the way things ended and, uh, with, uh, coach Hubert stepping up and coming on, um, you know, I think, uh, 2021 slash 2022, uh, as things get better, will be uh, a much more peaceful and exciting year for, for both us and the players. Oh, for sure. For sure. So yeah, we'll get on to coach Davis in a bit. It is, it's been crazy, obviously COVID global pandemic sports all around the world here in England. It's like, it's mental as well. So, um, my football team, uh, we're about to get promoted next weekend, hopefully, to the Premier League. Norwich City back in the Premier League. <laughs> but we're not going to see any games because it's been all behind closed doors the whole season. It's just been, oh, it's been dreadful. But, yeah, when you sweep Duke, like, you want to go onto Franklin Street. And that is, yeah, that is, that's part of it, isn't it? And, of course, I feel for these guys, this new rule of... Every, this year didn't count. Everyone comes back. There's pros and cons with it, definitely. But I do hope that the boys can have that feeling of Franklin Street come next season or a year a year away from now. Let's let's hope it's so. We're not going to go into COVID, but yeah. And George, not even just the players. You know, the the UNC students. Uh, you know. Mm -hmm. They, they're robbed of that uh, excitement. Um, I'll give you a quick little story. Uh, I come uh, from a, a deep Carolina family. I did not attend Carolina, but my my entire family did. My uh, uh, my sister, my brother, two uncles, one aunt, grandmother, grand my dad, grandmother, grandfather, great grandmother. My uh, grandmother was in uh, like second graduating class that allowed women, 1939. Uh, but anyways, my sister went to the final four in 2009 and uh, she was semi-final game. But, uh, you know, it was in a, it was in Detroit. It was in the a football stadium and, you know, uh, which is not optimal for for basketball viewing. So even though she was like eighth row, she was actually down. So she's looking up at the court. Wow. 
uh, and you know couldn't really see things super well. So when the heels made it to the championship against Michigan State, she had a um, had to ask herself, you know, do I want to be here for the moment that we possibly win? Or do I want to be back home in Chapel Hill and celebrate on Franklin Street? And, uh, you know, what uh, you did. I, I probably would have chose to stay and be live that moment. But she's yeah. like, you know, I, I attend this university currently. Maybe there'll be another day where I, I attend the game, but I, I, I'm not missing Franklin Street. So she went home and uh, she doesn't regret it a bit. And, you know, um, you know those poor the poor students, they, that, they can't help it. They're excited. They all want to be safe. And uh, hopefully they were, but you know, uh, they're, this is the best times of their lives. They swept Duke. We don't do that very often, uh, you know, and uh, you know, it's just what you want to do when the heels prevail. You want to, you want to get wild with your, with your fam, Carolina family and, and go to Franklin. Um, but yeah, I just want to, share that yeah. with you no that's that's awesome i don't know what i'd have done i well, i think i would have had to have been i had to be in the stadium mate so i've been a carolina fan since 2010 so obviously my story goes that i worked in uh, hendersonville north carolina i got a summer job over there coming over from england i was like i knew about basketball because of the nba but i didn't know much about college basketball and basically i was like who should who sh- who's my team and i worked with a load of unc students so the story goes, I became a Tar Heel from, from then. I've just now been 11 years now, and I've still never been to a Tar Heel game. So I am, it's obviously bucket list, and I should have done it by now. But when I do, mate, I know you said to me you want to be with me because you want to experience it with me. <laughs> the, uh, the, the sight when you walk, and this goes for football as well, but the, when you walk into that stadium and through the, through the breezeway and you just see the Carolina blue, man, it just, it just taps on another level. Uh, you know, the band playing the music, the fight song, uh, you know, just, just the energy. Um, uh, oh, college man. basketball is like, is like none other. And uh, it's a rich tradition here in North Carolina. Uh, you know, I think that happened uh, to you for a reason. You came here, uh, you know, uh, if, if you would have ended up in, say, you know, Wyoming Virginia. or yeah. uh, Virginia, uh, you know, you wouldn't be where you we wouldn't be where we are today. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be in love with a lot of basketball. You wouldn't be doing this podcast. Maybe you'd be into, uh, you know, lacrosse or something. But, <laughs> you know, Mate, who knows? I'm like I say, I remember obviously I was so thankful that I got to step onto the court of the Dean Smith Center during the summer. Um with you i was i literally stood on there and i look up in the rafters i'm like oh my gosh i remember my second day in chapel hill i thought i'd explore to go to dean smith center i think the story yeah the story goes well i basically i was looking and i was like i completely went the wrong way i think it was kind of like i had a smartphone but i was following it i wasn't really concentrating boiling hot day and i completely went the wrong way and i ended up behind like the dean dome and I had to jump a fence. I jumped the fences and I got down there. I felt like, I think I was like, that was a time of vine. So I was like vining the whole thing. And then I um, I get into the Dean Smith Centre. The doors were open. I'm like, what? And it's the first time I've been in ever. And I go in and it is the alumni versus the current game. Oh, I literally was. Oh, mate, it was. I saw Rashid Wallace like talking crap to all the players. I saw Kendall Marshall, my favourite ever player. He was there. I think he was injured i think he was injured he was on the sideline um coach williams was there like they were all there and it was just ah but now imagine if i actually when i go to a game but we'll see okay i mentioned 
I'm, it will happen. It will happen. Of course it's going to happen. Um, my dad says uh, he would love to take me to a UNC Duke game. I'm like, Dad, do you realize how much that's going to cost? So, <laughs> um, but we'll see. Uh, so we mentioned him. Ah, uh, mate. Ah, uh, Coach Williams. I know I text you. I text you about it. And uh, honestly, it was it was a day. It was an absolute day. I was at the beach. I was in, I was on the beach. I left my phone. I came to the car and I saw like uh, someone direct messaging me on Twitter about it. And I was like, what? And I looked and I was like, oh, April Fool's. Oh, that's an awful April Fool's, but April Fool's. And then I'm like, Coach Roy, they wouldn't do that. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's an awful April Fool's. And then I realized it was happening. Mate, I was I just went quiet. My partner, she I think she clicked. She knows how much I love it. And she was like, OK, I'm going to give you a day. She just kept coming, bringing me cups of tea. And I didn't know what I didn't know what <laughs> it's a British way. Like, why did you just tea? Keep calm and drink tea. That's literally <laughs> tea, honestly tea solves everything. I've got tea right now, bro. Like tea is. Yeah, tea is it. But I remember um, I remember it's just last week. I mean, and she just said, I'll just keep you just do what you need to do. And then I wrote that letter, um, which just blew up uh, on, on, uh, uh, yeah, on the internet, which was crazy. I think 20,000 people have visited the website um, in that, in that week. I think it was, it was just, it was just insane. Um, so, and they read the letter. So mate, he's all I've ever known. I know everything about Dean Smith. I know coach Goodridge, Goodridge. I know uh, Matt Doherty, Frank McGuire, like I, I know the history, but I've only ever experienced Coach Roy Williams. So for me, he's Carolina. Of course, Dean Smith. I think Dean Smith is the greatest man to ever step on the planet. Um, but yeah, oh, mate, what what did you, how did you feel when the news broke? Um, not good. Uh, I, maybe perhaps less shocked than everyone else. I, you know, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio um, and uh, uh, the Charlotte radio station that I listened to uh, had kind of already mentioned this uh, uh, a week or two before, uh, you know, there was some rumors uh, and I, I didn't buy into them, you know, uh, when he kissed the court uh, on senior night and walked off, uh, you know, was that a message? Like, why did he do that? He's never done that before. Uh, so just because they were in a little bit of a, a, a lull, they, they talked about, you know what, let's talk about this. If Roy Williams is done, then who was going to start it? And, uh, you know, I was like, I can't believe I'm actually listening to this right now, but it's at least entertaining. You know, we've all at least entertained it in our minds at one point or another. So, um, uh, and they were right. I, 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 in my head, I gave it a, you know, a 5% chance that it would happen. But uh, I, I, I guess I kind of prepped my mind for it a little bit, just listening to that little bit there. And um, uh, I wasn't sure uh, uh, of who I wanted to succeed the, uh, uh, the spot, but um, uh, I'm definitely uh, sure of it now. And I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, a tough day. Um, like you said, April Fool's, I think we all were, were really questioning it and needed to see sources. But uh, and then you watch the press conference and when you hear him say, you know, he just didn't feel like he was the man for the job anymore, man. You, your heart just dropped it hit on so many levels. Very emotional uh, to come to see all the players, you know, come out on social media and support him and um, and at his uh, his his farewell uh, press conference. Uh, you know, uh, it just it was it was tough. 
but but I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm 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 positive, and uh, you know I I I think that there are good things to come. I think you know everything happens for a reason, and um, you know I, I'm very very excited actually to uh, uh, see Hubert Davis at the helm here and see where mm -hmm. things go. Uh, I mean, whenever you're ready to get into that, I'll share my thoughts there. But uh, definitely going to miss Coach Roy. I wish, you know, jerseys in the Raptors. I wish you could just hang his blazer up. Hang his blazer up there, 100%. Uh, yes. And, I mean, that would that would be uh, – and he's even though that's kind of a goosey, goofy thing, you know, uh, I think he's kind of earned something like that. It was It's so iconic, everything about him. Like, you know, ripping it off and getting down into the <laughs> monkey stance, you know um, – just there's there's so much so many memories i'll always remember the i mean nobody had quite the success in such a short you know no one has no one has I mean, in 18 years in his 18 years no one has been more successful than coach Roy williams and the abuse he would get uh like i i remember i think i, I tweeted like uh, a month before i'm like if you're going to abuse Roy williams like get off my twitter like i don't want to i won't even listen to any opinion that you have on basketball because he is the greatest over the past 18 years Simple as that. Kentucky right. have not got as much championships. Duke have not got as much championships. Another final, uh, uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. appearance. Uh, I believe uh, five Final Fours. And let's not mm -hmm. even, you know, I can't help. I know we're not supposed to do this. Um, you know, injuries happen, but uh, we we gotta. I can't help but always think about that 2012, 2012? season. That, I mean, uh, you know, the yeah. best game. Of college basketball entire season tournament and everything that year was uh unc kentucky uh when anthony davis blocks john henson at the buzzer uh that was a hell of a game and uh, it would have made they were I, I think we all as carolina fans we believe it but i think everyone uh could have predicted that kentucky and carolina would have met and that's a uh, championship game and you know if those guys played 10 times they probably would have split five and five uh they got the first one it was a good game uh, the way he, uh, Kendall had this, the, that squad play, that, I mean, that was a championship squad. So in my head, I always kind of give them like a little little gold star, even though they didn't wear, uh, go to a Final Four. Uh, I mean, even Stillman White stepped in admirably. But they ran into a hot Kansas team, and, and we were shorthanded, and, 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 and you know, things happened. But, uh, you know, so you have 2005, 2009. I like to throw in the 2012. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. A lot of people, but you're right. They do. 2005, 2009, 2012, 2017. Like a lot of people compare both seven. teams. Put them, they put them up there. Absolutely. And, um, uh, but yeah, so just a great, great run. Uh, I, I, I'm, I do think we could have kind of, you know, you need these kind of setback years. Uh, not everyone can uh, just have it year in, year out. I know we, uh, we view ourselves as the pinnacle of the, of mm -hmm. the sport, but, if you really, if it's all about winning championships, you need to have these kind of years where you're, you know, you you lose a lot of guys and you kind of rebuild and 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 you uh, develop and uh, you know reload, and, and uh, it takes a little time, but um, you know you play the long game to get the rings. You you're not going to win three out of four rings. It just doesn't happen that way, uh, you know. And uh, I mean, you could be a bit more sustainable, perhaps, but but not get it done. You need those uh, upperclassmen, three the guys stay three, four years to to help uh, get it done. And um, so there's going to be some growing pains. And uh, oh, am yeah. I am I uh, optimistic that Coach Roy could have uh, got it, uh, us back to a Final Four in the next three years? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, but you know. Uh, why why waste our thoughts now on uh, what could have been and let's just focus on what will be so yeah so no mate mate you you 
you're always you always hit the nail always and um yeah so then obviously your announcement i i I wasn't ready i wasn't ready like i literally was not ready yeah obviously super emotional day floods and floods of tears um and i i needed a day like i spoke to i spoke to brian my partner and i said just just give me a day i'll be all right tomorrow and i didn't even want to look at new people new people because like you said we've we've thought about this for a while like uh, names are always throwing who's going to be his successor like we we talk about it we just didn't expect it to happen so quick and then it happened so i gave it a few days and then i put a post out on ceiling is the roof and i was like who i think mate that is the first post i've done that was like my i think it's like my 20th post that was on on the website that's the first one i've got kind of got got an abuse for um, <laughs> well because i put it out it, it got shared on facebook as well and i was getting people like no how awful idea i think the only time i've had any abuse was once when i compared freshman rj davis to freshman marcus page and everyone was like what and i was like well actually if you look at the numbers that there's a lot of similar age that's another thing so i put it out there but i wanted coach davis okay there was multiple reasons for it multiple reasons that he's the carolina man he learned from dean smith he was assistant to coach williams but he's still going to do it his way and he's a shooter like shoot a shoot and like he's not just any shooter he has the great he has the best percentage at unc history he's the third highest in uh, the nba you know that he is going to imply like shooting will be a part of his game plan like simple as that but he'll still do everything the same carolina culture carolina way so there was names thrown out there mark few uh brad stevens wes miller jerry stackhouse there was big names before we talk about coach davis you're okay to say this was there anyone else you wanted before we saw coach davis epic press conference and everyone sold on him before then did you want anyone else um I've floated a few ideas out my head, but, you know, when you just think about this job, it really is the job in college basketball. Uh, I mean, you can make an argument for Duke, but that job hasn't been opened in a long time. And, you know, that, that's that's another we're not going there. Uh, uh, so a few. But when I just really kind of try to say, well, can I see him in the in the you know, if we're going to use as a symbol, the the Carolina Blue Blazer, you know, they're going to wear whatever they want. <laughs> you know, can I say? It's like, you know, I just, they're not ready. Or, no, uh, I like this coach, got a lot of respect for this coach, but, you know, they would never leave that situation or they're just not ready. So not many others came to mind. Uh, I was curious to see if uh, Coach Robinson, Steve Robinson, I wonder if he was going to be entertained. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anything, as a, you know, uh, with no disrespect to Coach Rob, uh, but uh, kind of as a a holdover guy, maybe a stopgap guy, you know, uh, yeah. the Roy Williams vibes alive for a few. I mean, he's been Roy's uh, guy, uh, he and Joe Holiday and many others, but uh, they were kind of the associate head coaches for quite some time. And, um, uh, you know, there's uh, C.B. McGrath and uh, pretty much all the old, uh, you know, Jared Haas, all the old assistants to Roy. I sure Jared, Haas, Jared Haas didn't get any say. Like People were saying his name, but he is Kansas. So he's, he was at Kansas, wasn't he? But a lot of people were like, why not Jared Haas? But he he's done amazing jobs at Stanford, like fantastic Stanford. Stanford. But um, yeah, his name didn't get thrown about. But yeah, it's Steve, just, Steve Robinson, 
And been a head coach at Florida State, at Tulsa. Uh, they may didn't, may have not gone quite as well as uh, as one would have thought. But you know, that's sort of the one knock on Coach Davis is that uh, you know he has no head coaching experience other than like the JV team at uh, North Carolina, uh, which my friend uh, Jay Lameth, shout out Jay, uh, played for Coach Davis for the JV team. Oh wow! Uh, he prepped me a little bit um, uh, uh, of what kind of co- style coach he was. And, uh, you know, I think that that was something um, that that uh, I appreciated and, and kind of, you know, we all know what a great player he was in at North Carolina and in the NBA, what a great shooter he was. Uh, but, you know, uh, not many other people. I, I, lo- I loved Wes Miller as a player. I remember going to Carolina basketball camp and uh, Roy asked him to come and, and do something in front of all the campers. It was one of those times where every age group kind of met in the Dean Dome and uh, and he talked to us. And um, uh, Wes sort of put on this ball handling clinic and it was just like, whoa, we know you were like a shooter. And my my favorite thing about uh, Wes Miller was uh, what a great shooter he was. But he, he, he felt like he never shot or made threes right at the three point line. He was always like the Jimmer for dead range. Like, <laughs> like and he had like more threes than two point field goals. Just one of those guys. But an absolute gym rat put in the. And uh, to see the ball handling skill, I mean, I'm talking uh, ridiculous drills. I'm sure a lot of these guys can do it, but he just, uh, you could tell that, you know, he was always in there and uh, he's done a phenomenal job at UNCG. You have to be impressed about that. And uh, he's about to take off somewhere sometime soon. Uh, But I couldn't help but think, you know, I think we're maybe, I think he needs maybe three more years or something like that. Uh, maybe uh, to continue developing something at UNCG or maybe to take the next uh, level up and, and do something at another program. Uh, but I would have been excited about that. But, uh, you know, with Coach Davis, I think he uh, all I think I think he affirmed all of our questions when he at his press conference. You know, you couldn't help but think. And if you watch the video of him when he spoke to the football team, yeah. uh, I, he just had me want, like I wanted to run through a wall after. Uh, everyone's been saying it. That's all I've seen on Twitter is I'll run for a wall for him. I'll run for a wall for him. Uh, obviously, you love that it's in the family. Uh, you mentioned everybody knows. You know, played for Dean, coached with Roy. All it's checking all the boxes, right? But just has that energy and that toughness and that uh, that enthusiasm. You know, Coach Coach uh, Williams and and Coach Smith, uh, they all had it. Um, but as they're getting a little older, uh, I mean, they're still the, you know, and you wanted a player's coach, you know, um, this is a Carolina family. All the players talk about it. You, everybody knows about what it's like in the NBA when you, when you, when you cross team uh, games with a, a Carolina player on the other end, um, even if it's from 14 years before you just go and you show love. And I mean, it's an absolute family. And, uh, you know, Coach Smith, when he passed the the letters and the checks to every player he ever, even the end, I've heard stories about the end of the bench, guys. Uh, I mean, oh, we got, everyone. I, everyone. I got, you know, you, the players want a player's coach, not, not a, a people's coach, you know. So um, I, I think. I think the players are going to relate to coach Davis very well. Uh, and I think, um, you know, just that little, that the little bit of the youth kind of excites me. He's got that energy and that intensity. Uh, and uh, I do think kind of like what you said, um, I think you might see a little bit of a reform here. Uh, I don't know if he ever wants to change too much about the, the Carolina basketball way. Why? Because it works, but uh, you know, I don't think we're going to like, you know, not be one of the top in rebounding every year, but I think we're going to go out and, and maybe, um, you know, 
adapt a little bit and make it more of a perimeter shooting team, perhaps uh, maybe add some stretch fours, kind of like uh, what Marvin Williams and Jawad Williams, for that matter, what they provided, uh, you know, back in the day. Um, and, and, and you'll see some of that. Um, I, and I think, uh, you know, getting more wing players, obviously ones that can play defense and, and, uh, you know, provide uh, a playmaking ability like at Theo Pinson and, uh, you know, even what Leaky Black kind of did, you know, not so much as a scorer, but they bring so much, but I think, um, if we're going to, if we're going to really try to sustain something and, uh, not, not only dominate the boards, but to, to make that too big man, if he d- decides to move forward that to make that successful, I think, um, you're going to want to uh, make the other three guys or even four guys be excellent, excellent shooters, even uh, even the point guard. So, um, you know, to get offensive rebounds, kick it back out you know, or make the extra pass, you know, pass up on a good shot for a great shot. And uh, I think you'll see that maybe not so much in year one here, but as we get into year three with Coach Davis, I think you'll see some slight changes, but I think they'll, they could be for the better. And, um, you know, you're just going to, I mean, he just is going to demand the best from these guys. And Coach Williams, nothing I'm saying is a knock on Coach Williams at all. I just think, um, you know, I, it's crazy to hear him say that he didn't think he was the best right man for the job anymore. That's, that's crazy talk. But uh, at the same time, uh, I think after everything we've read and, and seen after coach Davis is for sure the guy uh, that we all want to see in this role right now. And um, I, I, I don't, I think they're going to pick up right where they left off. I think we're a little bit um, we, we do have some developing still to do, but don't be surprised when, a new Carolina coach is host, you know, hosting, cutting down the nets and within oh, yeah. the next five years. So I agree. I think, I think we can, I don't think it's too much of a reach if we say that we will be in a final four in the next four years. I say four years. Um, but I, I always, I always bet on us. I will always bet on us no matter what. It's the Carolina way. I agree. I think we will see um, the same fast breaks. But I think it will keep the secondary break and all that stuff. But as I wrote in my post, I think you will also see it kicked out. A stat what I'll be intrigued about next year is looking at the three points attempted compared to last season. And I think if we keep keep an eye on that stat, if I'm going to try and find the numbers of what it was, how many three points were attempted um, this season and with Coach, Coach Williams for the past few more seasons back. And then we look at what it is at Coach Davis. And... Yeah, I think it'll go through, but and free throws. Uh, we don't, <laughs> mate. Coach Williams said he tried everything though, and I believe him. Like he was getting him to shoot so many after practice. He tried so many different things, but mate, I, it, are, it killed us. Free throws lose. Free throws win games. And absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, they're they're called free for a reason. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. You spend that much time on uh, in the gym, uh, you would think. I get that the ball is so small and some of these guys <laughs> and that's challenging, but I'm sorry. You, you yeah. play at North Carolina. Let's, let's hit these one pointers. <laughs> oh mate. hundred percent. I remember when I used to coach my, uh, my team back here and we do free throws constantly. And they'd be like, why are we doing that? Like, because we lose games when we don't hit them. And no, hundred percent. So, um, Mate, I'd get players uh, shooting free throws. Like uh, we do a lot of visualization stuff. Um, I'm not going to talk and tell how these D1 coaches how to coach. Of course, I'm not. But there's, we do need to think about how we can hit free throws um, next season. But we'll see. But no, mate, I'm happy with Coach Davis. I had to be a Carolina guy for me, and um, 
Yeah, I think his press conference, mate, all that time on ESPN showed like you saw his how he communicate in, in the when he was with a football team, when he was with his press conference. Like, mate, his press conference, like we love a Roy Williams press conference. We love a Coach Williams press conference. But uh, Coach Davis, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, okay, I've got a few more stuff. Okay, before we enter that, okay. predictions for this current year, his first year. What, what's happening? Yeah. Um, the, I think we're all, you know, the everyone's going to be in front of their TVs or just ready to watch and probably ready to criticize or to praise him, uh, which I never think is, is completely fair in a guy's first year. Blame uh, it on the know. refs. Blame it on the refs, as Coach Williams said. I'm going to blame it on the refs. So, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Uh, you know, I think it's going to take two, three years to get the way that he really wants things to, to play out. Um you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty. I'm sure we're going to get into the, you know, the transfer portal craziness that it is college basketball now. Uh, and, 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 you know, that's, that's, uh, I know I heard Dick Vitale say this is the worst thing that's ever happened to college basketball. I'm not so sure if that's true. That's pretty extreme. Uh, but it is, it is a crazy time right now. A lot is going on. Uh, and, and you hate to see some of these guys go. I'm sure we're going to get into that. But uh, my predictions for the year, uh, I, I think, um, there will be some learning curve. I think there will be some uh, for both the team and for coach Davis. Uh, you know, there's going to be some mistakes and, uh, uh, and, uh, but I think it's going to be, uh, you know, it may not take us long to, to kind of forget that he's in year one. Uh, also, um, I think that he's going to uh, blow us away. I think there's going to be some, some dramatic finishes where uh, he draws up something and it works perfectly. And uh, you know, just some, some, uh, uh, I think it's going to be an exciting year. Maybe not. I'm not going to go and say, you know, we're going to be a two seed or anything like that, uh, you know, but I do think maybe steady about the same steady improvement, you know, maybe a, a six seed or a five seed this year. Um, you know, um, I just, I think it's going to be more a few years before we really kind of iron out all the kinks that that's been going on from the last two years, you know? So uh, like I said, it takes some time to rebuild and reload and go get your guys and to, uh, and um, to to kind of check all the boxes. So uh, you know, tournament bound team. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna put up a fight. They can you know they're gonna beat Duke. I'm sure at least once. Um, and uh, you know, but I'm always gonna say that. And uh, yeah, so um, very excited. A lot of question marks, but I'm optimistic. Um, like I, said, I know there'll be learning curves and growing pains, but uh, we're we're gonna step in the right direction, and and um, you know uh, we'll bounce back. I think it'll be a, a fun season. Oh, for sure, for sure, and yeah. Uh, did I see Duke uh, early predictions? Are they like the fourth best? They got the fourth ranked or something like that. They're like quite high up for a team yeah. who sucked this year. Okay, they've got a recruiting class, but. Mate, that's not going to change. They're uh, always going to get hype. Programs are always going to have the, the top classes, your Kentuckys, your Dukes. And, uh, you know, no matter how bad they are, they're, they're, you know, it's, it's just, it's just how it goes in college basketball. I know you've been uh, reading the website about uh, the Tar Heels overseas. And I want to talk a little bit about that because a lot of people are interested about that. And that's kind of what uh, this uh, podcast is going to be about. Um, some exciting news. I won't be announcing all the details yet but there is going to be uh, some former uh, unc players have agreed and they are coming on and i'm recording with them some this week some next week uh which is super exciting so um we'll actually get to hear about 
hear from Tar Heels how life is overseas. So we've got, I think it's like 18 players right now. So I'm going to quickly go through them. We've got Joel Berry. Uh, he's in Turkey right now, about to go into his first playoffs, 2017 champion. We've got Marcus Page. Okay, we've got a fun Marcus Page story, but I don't think we should uh, talk about it here. <laughs> we won't talk about it on the air, that's for sure. But that's another fun story when we were in Chapel Hill together. Um, he is in Serbia. He's now, I think he's actually a Serbian citizen now. Um, he's got dual, yeah, he's got dual citizenship. He's been there so many years now. He's been three seasons. So he's he broke the record this year for most three-pointers uh, for his team, Partizan, which is pretty epic. Joel James, everyone remembers him, the uh, <laughs> Invisible Serial. And, um, ah, oh, mate, he was, he's, he, I've been speaking to him a lot lately, actually, and he has, uh, been doing really well, uh, overseas. He's getting his best numbers, double doubles. He's currently in the second tier of the Turkish basketball. He's averaging a double double, big numbers. Nate Brett is doing really well in Germany. His team's about to go into the playoffs. He got a 27 point game uh, a couple of weeks ago, really, really well. Marcus Juniard is, killing it um he has been playing so well for so long um i think it was junior was he 2019 was he 2005 team marcus uh, yeah. he was part of the uh 09 championship yeah, team he was. yeah of course he was. Medical red shirt came back for 2010 but he was a part that's of that awesome class danny green bobby frazier hansborough that's it of course so he's still playing and he's in france right now uh doing pretty well Dion Thompson, again, part of that team, has the all-time appearances for Tar Heel. Um, yes, indeed. He um, uh, he is in Malaga right now. Uh, he's also played for Ivory Coast, which is his uh, country, uh, who he uh, represents. And he was like uh, one of the top players of the week, which was cool. Justin Watts, uh, part of that 2012 team. He is playing in Netherlands and they're going for the playoffs. Uh, he's in a top division there in Holland. Bryce Johnson is in Ukraine, playing for the most successful team in Ukraine. Um, Luke May, first season overseas. He's in Italy. He was in the Euro Cup. He actually played against Marcus Page this year. Justin Pierce, graduate transfer, smashing it out in Finland. Uh, I think he averaged over 16 points a game, doing really, really well in Finland in the top tier over there. His team went into the playoffs only for the second time ever that um, his uh, that team has got into the playoffs. So, He's been a big part of that team there. Christian Keeling, same graduate transfer uh, uh, team as him, uh, is in the UK. He was over here. He was in playing for Glasgow Rocks, who Nate Britt used to play for a few years ago. And um, he was like sixth best scorer. Like his numbers have been so good, but he's now a free agent. Uh, he had just announced last week. So we'll see what happens with him next year. JP Tokato. The highlight film, he is in Israel right now, but he's been injured since January. You said Joad Williams. He is in Japan right now, and he hit a game winner the other night, so he can still hit three-pointers. Say again? That's an OG right there. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Also, um, no, no, so we've got Joad Williams. Also in Japan, James, James Michael McAdoo. He's gone over there. NBA champion two times. Um, he's in uh, Japan right now. Uh, and then you've got Isaiah Hicks, Justin Knox and Kennedy Meeks are all in South Korea um, and playing pretty well as well. I think Isaiah Hicks is doing really well. Like he's killing it over there, which is really exciting stuff. So that, I think it's like 18, 18 Tar Heels. Obviously, we've got Tar Heels in the NBA. We've got those, but they're still like playing worldwide. 
And the idea of ceiling as the roof was, I would be, I don't know about you, but I'd be Googling how are these players doing? And we'll always be searching for them and seeing how Marcus Page is doing, how uh, Nate Britt is doing over there. And obviously, JP Tokato. You a shout out um, that uh, this is an awesome idea. We always wonder where our heels are. Um, mm. You know, uh, we don't take enough time out to, uh, um, to, uh, you know, check up on our guys that we grew up, you know, college is such a unique system where, you know, we're there for their four years and we fall in love with these athletes and then they're gone. And, uh, you know, the, the world of uh, athletics is a, is a very tough field uh, and not everyone, what, 1%, less than 1% make it to the pro or to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we still love the game of basketball. It may not be the uh, top of the top, but that's a beautiful game. And uh, for these athletes to still be continuing their dream and, and playing out and traveling the world. And, so, you know, it's something that um, we should still appreciate and respect for them uh, and to have someone kind of facilitating, you know, keeping us uh, updated on these guys uh, it, it really is a blessing. So I'm thankful for, for you for doing all this. Um, but, you know, blas- basketball is really becoming a global game. Um, you know, 10, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, uh, it was, it was, you know, more of a, uh, just a U.S. thing, but uh, kind of like if you look at the uh, the the level of competition um, by the other countries at uh, at the World Cup or uh, you know the Olympics, the, the other teams are getting good. Of course, USA will always have the target on the back. They should always be expected to win. But if you look, I mean, when you watch an NBA draft, every fourth player now is a foreign player. And uh, and you and some of the star. I mean, Luka Doncic. I think oh, when LeBron oh, passes. To who the best player in the league is it very well might be luca oh, uh, i love him and we can go on and on about that we'll keep it heels related for now but <laughs> game it's booming it's taken off uh, i wouldn't be surprised if you know i'm not saying they're going to catch football soccer uh, anytime soon but they're closing that gap they truly truly are um there's uh, the coaches uh, so many great coaches out there. They're going overseas and coaching elsewhere and really developing programs. They're, um, you know, they do things a little bit differently. Um, uh, and the emphasis on uh, outside shooting and stuff, that, that's kind of made its way over here. And it's just a, it's a beautiful. So anyways, back to the athletes to be able to uh, continue this and do this. I think it's a, it's amazing lifestyle. You know, we still love them and uh, we're, we're all proud of them, uh, especially the heels ones. But, you know, uh, I never want an athlete to have to hang their head on the idea of, you know, not being able to play and you know, there's only 30 NBA teams. Okay. And they only keep 15 players and that's for the whole world, you know? So that, it's pretty remarkable when an athlete can, can keep it, this dream alive and, and do what they've done their whole life and, uh, and hopefully do it with pride and passion. And, uh, you know, uh, just want to give you a shout out and uh, give all those guys out as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no. So yeah. Obviously, being British myself, so I'm I'm going to be uh, interested in it, um, uh, interested in the guys over here um, as well. And it is hard. It's, it's like in England, we don't get uh, so basketball. We get a few NBA games a year, uh, a year, a, a week, and then we'll get the occasional college basketball game. I pay money to be able to get every game, so I do that. But that's so I can see the hills play. Um, but basketball is the second most participated sport in the UK. Um, people don't know this. People think it's either rugby or cricket. Obviously, football is the first thing. But then um, they think it's over there. But basketball is is massive. We just don't do very well at the elite level. Um, but that's a whole political thing. Uh, there's no money in the elite level for the UK. Um, but that's a, another rant for another day. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, 
I'm I'm really in- interested by it, and a lot of people online seem to be interested by it. So I'm excited to get some of the guys on here to chat about their um, their experiences overseas as well, and talk about their times overseas, talk about the culture of traveling the world. I was speaking to one guy, um, a fan, and he said he follows all the boys who are overseas because it's like following a travel blog on Instagram because you see all the photos of them, like Dion Thompson. Dion Thompson has nailed Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go rapid fire questions, all right? Rapid fire questions. So favorite favorite UNC player all time? Um, While that is, while I want to say it's tough, I'm a Vince Carter guy. Uh, I wear 15. Uh, My email is Chandler (laughs) Caldwell. com. Uh, it's just even before I knew that he wore number 15, that number spoke to me. The uh, the greatest dunker of all time, Air Canada, the list goes on. Uh, although I will say as my, I, you know, I wasn't, um, I'm, I'm not old enough to, to be able to appreciate the time that he had at North Carolina. Uh, so the, the player that really kind of, you know, that I kind of grew up with uh, as a fan, uh, was definitely the Hansbro era to see him come back year after year, you know, uh, AP four time all American, um, you know, to, to, to get him the, the heels to the final four um, in 2008, lose that heartbreak um, and uh, then come back and get it done. Uh, so I, you know, the Hansbro years were special to me. I will always love him, uh, but I, I got to go Vince Carter with this. Vince just, Carter. My guy. Okay. That was the longest rapid fire answer I've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, but 15 Vince Carter. Okay, okay. See, see if we do it rapid. See what we can do. So we'll go. Okay. Favorite UNC, favorite UNC point guard? Uh Raymond Felton. Nice. Okay. Sup dogs or he's not here. He's not here. Woo! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Favorite championship team? Oh nine. Oh, okay. Who do you hate more? Duke Carol uh, Duke, um, North Carolina State or Kentucky? Duke, puke. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's close that gap, though, but it's Duke. <laughs> okay. Favorite UNC memory? Um, the redemption tours of both, uh, you know, 17 with 16, and then, uh, like I just mentioned, 09 to 08. Uh, but I'll also throw in the Wayne Ellington shot against Clemson to keep the uh, home uh, win streak against Clemson alive. Uh, that was an amazing shot, and uh, he couldn't miss that game. Wayne Ellington, shout out. Nice. Okay, final question. Who's a better Tar Heel, Tyler Hansborough or Michael Jordan? Um, Tyler Hansborough, four years, uh, got it done. Uh, loved him as a freshman, uh, uh, loved him as a senior. Um, and, you know, uh, there's no question who the greatest player of all time is, better NBA player. That's You don't even have to think about that. But uh, as a heel, I don't think it gets much more Carolina than uh, uh, the the big man himself. Psycho T. So, yeah. Okay, nice. Okay, we'll end it with one final thing. And I just want you to give me five answers, okay? All time. And I haven't prepped you for this at all, so this is hard. All time starting five UNC. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> I've played with this for years. You can make so many changes, uh, but for the sake of rapid fire, uh, I'm probably going to change my mind the moment we hang up. But, uh, you know, I said Raymond Felton, but I'm going to go Ty Lawson. Uh, I know some things are uh, – I'm just going to say I'm going to go with Ty. Uh, I'm going to go with um, uh, Psycho T, uh, Michael Jordan, um, 
We'll go oh gosh, so many options. We will go Antoine Jameson. Ooh. Uh Lord have mercy, so many, so many great uh, you got Sheed, you got James Worthy, Gas shout out Gastonia. Um <laughs> mm, let's see, I've got Ty, I've got Michael, I've got Hansbro. I'm gonna throw in Anton Jameson, you've got Jameson, so I need another wing. Uh, I'm gonna go Harrison Barnes, Vince Carter, my guy. I was gonna say, your bro, you haven't mentioned him yet. I gotta go, Vince. Uh, that team, uh, you know, maybe you'd want a few, maybe there's some better combinations of guys, but just for the sake of like, man, this is must watch TV. Think about the pace of that team with Lawson, the uh, athleticism and uh, playmaking with. Uh, 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 Jordan and uh, you know Jameson was a, a, a national player of the year. Psycho T, the best heel to ever do it. And then you got Vince Carter just for entertainment purposes, throwing down. Uh, I think I got to go with that. Um, I, a lot of people are gonna probably throw some other uh, <laughs> different combos that perhaps would beat mine, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it for now. Okay. Are you putting Psycho T at five? You putting him at hands by five? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. He, he did it. I mean, uh, oh, there yeah. was. And yeah, he was basically the five, uh, you know, four B five his entire time here. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna nice. go with that. Nice, mate. I know it's a tough question. I should have really prepped you for it, but I know you'll change your mind, mate. I change my mind all the time, and uh, with that, so yeah, all right, bro. Chandler Corwell, thank you so much, mate. Mate, uh, I know we do this, we do this, uh, like often you and I uh, but now other people can actually see what we talk about so um it's pretty cool so thank you for having me thank you for doing this I know you're uh you're you're taking off with this a lot of heels fans are very excited we're excited to see uh, all your amazing guests you're gonna have on uh, shout out to the players that um you know uh, make us so passionate about this sport and this team and this program uh, good luck to, to Coach Davis, uh, Coach Williams. I want to say enjoy retirement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, just thank you for having me. So, uh, I hope I get to come on again sometime and talk about some breaking news that I'm sure is awaiting us. And, uh, you know, as always, go Heels. It's a great day to be a Tar Heel. Always, bro. Mate, you know you'll be on here soon. So, mate, thank you so much, bro. And, uh, yeah. The first game also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. I'll catch you soon. Cheers. Peace. Peace.